get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Welcome back, everyone, to the Lou Dini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. I just found out this week that a.k.a. actually stands for also known as. You didn't know that? I'm just kidding. Oh, come on. I'm like, all these years <clears throat> I've known you, I could have told you. There was something, there was something, though, that I learned, and I went like, I I, I, I did not know then, and I'll have to remember. I'll have okay. to, if it pops yeah. in my head, I will blurt it out during the podcast. But it is a Ludini <laughs> Rock like, and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We're going to have a fun show for tonight. we got like a whole bunch of ground to cover, including we're going to be talking about bands of brothers and just kind of like throwing that around saying, you know, yeah. this is kind of cool. <clears throat> but um, I want to talk about some uh, audiovisual entertainment that I mm. experienced, a gig I played. Yeah. Um, and some very interesting YouTube things that I came across that I think you guys will find fun. So we're going to get into all that in a few all minutes. Right. Uh, rockrageradio.com. Go download the free apps. You can listen to great music programming 24-7. Uh, find Wolf's Customs on social media or wolfscustoms.online for custom artwork done on your musical instruments. And the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus can be found at ludinirockandrollcircus.com. There are uh, all kind of cool things to do there. Uh, our YouTube archive, our archive of, um, of interviews, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, access to our private Facebook group, merchandise, all kind of fun stuff is right there um, at Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com. So, hey, okay, I got that all Woo. out. Um, we um, uh, there was a little like leeway week in there. Um, I um, re ended up reusing an old podcast, which I'd never released. We did a podcast yeah. a month ago on the Doobie Brothers <clears throat> that did not get released. So I thought, you know, Mr. Pittsburgh was unavailable. Oh, uh, yes, unfortunately. And so we said, um, well, I'll just... And it needed, the reason it didn't get uploaded immediately was because I was like, I got into it and found it was a bunch of... There's a whole section where people said they couldn't hear, and so I was dicking oh, around with oh, that. It was really that. annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> It was like about five minutes, and yeah. I wanted to go and find that and take it out. Get so it didn't... Okay. You know, because, you know, people that are listening on Rock Rage or just listening on Spotify or whatever... You know they don't. You know it doesn't. It's not going to make any sense to them. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. And we wander enough. I wander around enough on this uh -huh. so that I didn't want to have a, a whole boring five minutes of right. us, you, you know, try fixing shit. things. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 Right? That didn't make any. That, that just fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> so um, we are back, Mr. Pittsburgh. What's up, Mr. Pittsburgh? Hey, everybody! I missed you. Missed you with all my heart. Some of you, I missed more than others. Some of you, I missed less than others. But for the most part, I missed you all. Well, good. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to share that with our listeners. You know, sometimes when things are stressful in our lives, people will often go back to things that 
that they've done before mm-hmm. as a way of like comfort. Like so, one of the things, sure. when, like a phenomenon, is <clears throat> when there's uncertainty, like uh, in you know great uncertainty, like in the country, in the world, or whatever. Right. Radio stations and 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 the such that that lean towards classic music, older sure. music, yeah. to get more popular. Because people uh, want something that reminds back. them of like maybe better times yeah, exactly. or makes them just makes them feel good and you know anything new and you know is kind of scary right, right? because they right. don't know and you're already sort of experiencing that with the world so people tend to do it so you're you know you've been like really stressed out with work and stuff so you went back and took some comfort in the Sopranos exactly yeah and it's always funny because I don't mean to look and I'm Irish I'm Irish German right. Um, have not been blessed with the blood of the Italians. See? You like that, Lou? Like I did that? <laughs> yeah. But every time I, I go back and revisit the Sopranos, the, the, the whole series, I find myself talking like this. I don't know why, Lou. Lou, I don't know why. But, uh, you know, I'll take care of that thing for you later. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's always fun. And that was uh, probably one of the first TV shows that really featured the anti-hero. And and it's so funny because I, I I know all the bad stuff that Tony Soprano has done, but yet you're still rooting. They're for him. still rooting for him. I'm like that was a really well written show. So like every now and again I'll be like let me go revisit it. I also revisited Band of Brothers, but that's for a different time. Which would oh I should have uh, oh I should have talked uh, about it because tonight what? Lou what Ludini I don't know if you know this but tonight the podcast is about. A band of brothers. Ah, uh, you oh, I should I screwed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. So you revisited Band of Brothers or you did not revisit Band no, of Brothers? No, I revisited that also. That, again, another HBO series that's well written based on it. Well, that's Sopranos, not so much, a little bit. But uh, Band of Brothers is based on an actual company of World War II. It's very well done. Very well done. That was a thing that. Um Francis Ford Coppola was like wrestled with with the Godfather was because he's Italian uh-huh. and you know he didn't want to further the sort of the like stereotype, stereotype about, yeah, the, about exactly. the mafia like yeah. all Italians being in the mafia and stuff like that that did cross his mind um, you know during that it was like this something that gave him pause mm-hmm. I mean it didn't stop him <laughs> from making it obviously yeah, yeah. it's um, boy that 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 is one of the greatest. Uh, Films of all time. Yeah, I've got I've got the set too. That might be my next diving. And some, um, you know, it's so funny how like you know my favorite movies over the years have evolved. Uh-huh. You know, there was like there was a time when like you know, I, I'm Godfather one and two. I still tie them, and they are in. They got to remain probably in my top five. Okay. Definitely top ten, but but some other movies I noticed, I you know, there's certain movies I find myself rewatching. Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, oh, yeah. maybe I like this movie a lot mm-hmm. more than I like want to give like. And here's right. some, here's a movie oh, yeah, that I yeah. realized this week um, that I have seen several times, and I'm going like, why have I watched this movie? And I must absolutely love. It must be an important movie for me, and it's Contact. Oh, with Jody? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good movie, with Jody. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're on a first name. <laughs> Unless um, it's getting hot and heavy, then they call her Clarice. Uh, Clarice. Yeah, right then. Clarice. Oh, um, 
Yeah, that's like, you know, um, and speaking of that, mm. I recently rewatched Silence of the Lambs again. And I've yes. probably seen that yes. oh, exactly. I, uh, many, many times. It's like, it is, it's, it's very rewatchable. It's very quotable. Mm-hmm. I'm to the point, too, where I could say the dialogue yeah, along, along with, with it. it. Well, you're you're a big cinephile like I am, and like every time I rewatch a movie like that that I've seen a million times or whatever, like I'll ca- I'm like that was brilliant that little camera angle or the or the, the the jump cut over to his yeah. face and back. I'm like that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, uh, and that's another thing too. Sometimes I will watch stuff just to watch like the mechanics right. of it. Right. You know, um, I watched something really terrible. Um, it was really horrible. Was it Pippi Longstocking? It was Pippi Longstocking. It was not Pippi Longstocking. I asked you not to watch it. And, you know, we I was sitting there and I'm going, like, why am I watching this terrible piece of shit? Uh And it was only just to kind of, like, laugh at, like, how, like, Uh, what were they they thinking? You know, how did that even make anything, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But, um, yeah, so I realized this week that Contact and Silence of the Lambs have to be high up on my list because I have seen them so many times. Yeah. Well, a movie that came in, and it might be my favorite movie of all time, but it, okay. I, I came all in right, like sure. it like snuck up on me, and I realized this a few years ago was The Shining. I've seen it like yes. I've seen it. I mean, many, 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 many times now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always just one of those movies is like. It does not have everything in it that everybody on YouTube says is in it. Right. Because if that was the case, the Stanley Kubrick would still be making the movie. <laughs> exactly. Like he would have never finished it because, like, yeah. it's not to about add all, all of, that. Yeah. There's there might be little nods, tip of the hats, the mm-hmm. little things. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? Um, it is not a movie about the plight of Native Americans. That's not what it's about. Yeah, no. That is a little bit. There's a little bit of a theme in there. Sure. With the way, with the whole image, where the hotel is like has all that Located, Native American, yeah, exactly, you yeah. know, kind of thing. And he even says, "Oh, they, I think they repelled a few Native American attacks yep. during. Yeah. Except yeah. they called them Indians. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, 1979, 1980. Um, you know, so there's some, you know, but, but that it's basically a haunted house. Movie, haunted hotel mm-hmm. movie. A dysfunction. The family is a dysfunctional sure, family. They got sure. they got their issues, and this whole thing, the isolation, mm. the haunted the ghost house of mm-hmm. a hotel, all kind of like bring this whole problem to a boil. Right. You know what I mean? And this is what it results in. That's really that's the movie. That's, really, that's, that's all it that's, is. That's all the movie is. Yeah. The thing though that like every scene in that movie is a painting like every shot mm-hmm. like it's just like mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's why it's such a treat to watch because like you can just look at it mm-hmm. it's like going to an art museum and just sitting and looking at paintings i mean it's that that's one of the things that gets it over so well is the right. fact that it just it's i mean that's one thing that guy that stanley cooper could fucking do man i mean he could make shit you could just look at yeah yeah. You could just look at that and go like, "Wow, wow, uh, <laughs> that's hmm. really that's that's beautiful." That is, you know, like yeah. you don't even like, you know, the, the story, whatever, you know. Um, there's a, but I am being a, being a shining addict. I do see um, run across a lot of film analysis on The Shining. Yeah, and that, there's a hidden it, message in this. Yeah, no. I, I don't know really? if there's so much. There could be like a little wee bit. There could yeah. have been like some uh, some thoughts about putting a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But okay, um, you know, 
I disagree. Let me say a couple of things. First of all, <laughs> I disagree that with the statement that there are no ghosts. This is a, this is a popular conception about this movie that there aren't actually any ghosts. All the things that that happen in the movie can be written can be uh, uh, explained with just uh-huh. like regular, uh, you know, regular physics yeah. or whatever. No, that was not the intention of the film at all. No, it, it was intended for you to believe. You know that there are that there's a supernatural component mm-hmm. to what is to happening. That, exactly. That's yeah. It's, that's intended. After all, that's what do you think the Shining is? Yeah. You know, Shining itself is a sort of supernatural ability. Exactly. It's a you know. Um, and the other thing is like you know one of the th- criticisms about the movie is that it's so sexist because you know just the way he talks to Wendy and blah 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 and she's not a strong female character and blah blah blah. Wait a minute. She has the, she, she whacks the dude over the head right. with a baseball bat. Yeah, like gives him a concussion and then drags, drags him, him physically, drags physically drags him, him and yeah. locks him in a freezer yeah. and does not like give in to his like cries for like oh yep. Wendy honey you really hurt me like like she's not buying any of that. Yeah, she's in like so like I don't think that's really okay. the uh, uh, behavior of a weak. Uh-huh. Uh, person, you know yep. what I mean. Yep. Um, I think, you know, do not mistake people's gentleness and kindness for weakness. For weakness, sometimes exactly. they're not exactly the same yeah. thing. So that's a little bit of a uh, thing that I have on that because so many people online or say this they and just, that they, about they it. Love that they love that these ad stuff. Yeah, they want to just have their own shit. Shame um, on them. And I watched an interesting movie with Christina Ricci this week called Monstrous. It's from 2023. It came out recently. It's pretty good. Monstrous. It's called Monstrous. Yeah. Because I remember she was also in Monster with uh, Charlize Theron about the serial killer. No, this is not that. This yeah, yeah, not- that's what I said. But, yeah. I, but she was also yeah, in that. I, wow, that's been- okay. when you first said Monstrous. I'm like, what are you saying? Say the word right. It's Monster. Yeah, Monstrous. But, um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's different. Hmm. It was one of those movies that had. It has several. Di- you know, some people. Some critics will probably say, well, the movie was confused. Like, uh-huh. it didn't know what it wanted to be. Right. But I thought that they what they were trying to do, and I thought it worked for it pretty well, was they were trying to mix some genres a little bit. Okay. They're trying to do something different. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, we could give the film a hard time, but, like, I'd give it a hard time if it was just, like, a Dracula movie or something. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But it's... It, it, they're really trying to do something a little bit different. Okay. So yeah, I give them. I always give people, and it's not based on any kind of, uh, you know, uh, franchise, or it's not a right, sequel right, to anything, right. or or anything like that. Um, give it a. Some of you guys should just give it a watch and tell me what you think. Um, I uh, also watched Hear No Evil, See No Evil, the old ah, Richard Pryor, yes, um, Gene Wilder movie. They were a D- thing for a while. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, man, the scene where Richard Pryor plays the Swedish gynecologist is not to be missed. It's <laughs> 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 like those, by the way, are the best gynecologists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, black and blind and Swedish. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great, man. I haven't seen that in forever. It's um. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Joan Severance and Kevin Spacey are in it. Are they really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they had just they had just done a television show together called Wise Guy. Okay. And um, this is one of a very early role for Joan Severance, mm-hmm. um, who she's one of those total 
smoking hotties that like nobody like talks about. She right. was smoking right. hot, yeah. man. Yeah. Brunette, gorgeous. Mm. Um, I played a gig and I liked it. I played Did a gig with, with my band uh, Felon. Oh, nice. We played a gig on um, Sunday, uh, two Sundays ago. Mm-hmm. And Billy T came out. No way. No way. That's awesome. It was cool. I have to, um, we, uh, the, all the bands are really good. Miss Freddie, uh, played as well. There was, um, it was, it was, we had great weather. It was an Arnold. Ever been to Arnold? Oh, Arnold BA. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, it was an Arnold. Um, uh, like the pig on Green Acres, you know, except there was no pig. But th- these guys right here, I want to get, uh-huh. uh, go to profile. Um, if I could find, just talk amongst yourselves because um, I'm having a hard time finding what I want to find here. Oh, Lewis. Come on, Ludini. Come on. Anyways, there was some great bands. Um, Chuck Carner's uh, uh, band with um, Billy Blodgett. They play Rockabilly. Oh, they cool. They were really fucking good. And I apologize. I'm having a um, brain fart uh, right here. Um, and I, so, I, of course, I jumped over to Chuck's Facebook page thinking mm-hmm. it's going to pop right up the name of his band. Low Life. There um, you go. Low, uh, low, low Life Drifters. Low Life Drifters. Chuck, I apologize. I'm just having a... Yeah, senior moment. <laughs> yes, well, it happens. Um, yeah, Low Life Drifters, they were fucking great. Oh, that's so awesome. Good. Really good rockabilly band. You know, he uh, Chuck plays the uh, stand-up bass there. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, they had a great sound. That's just, they were just, cool. just really, really good. It was great great to hear that. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was in, it was in Arnold. They had, uh, you know, festivities. Did they know? That's nice. One little one-day festival. So it was super fun. So I got to do that. That was really cool. I haven't got to play uh, uh, yeah. play on a rock stage in a long time. So it's super yeah, fun. Nice. Uh, let me ask you a question. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna run. I'm gonna I'm gonna run this by you. So Good. shoot it. Shoot it right at me. So say you were wa- you're say you were walking to work, mm-hmm. and you walked by a pond. Sure. And you noticed that there was a child who was drowning in the oh, pond. Oh my god. Okay. And despite the fact that you were walking to work and you were dressed and everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you right would feel the need to go help take, that save, child. Save, save. Sure. If, would you say we would feel obli- almost obligated? Like there was like yes. almost no choice. Like I, yeah, you absolutely yes. have to do this. Yes. Okay. And so you would show up at work and they'd be like, what happened to you? And you'd be like, oh my God, you won't believe I was walking here. Right. And there was this kid who was drowning and I jumped in and saved yeah. him. Now. What would you say if you walked into work and one of your coworkers said, yeah, I was walking here today and there was a kid drowning in the pond, but you know, I just got these new pants and I knew I was late to work. <laughs> oh my goodness. You would say, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You would say you're a bad person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy cow. So here I have a, I have a question. So, so, okay, go ahead. Are these... Are these questions written down? <laughs> there will be a test later. <laughs> so I'm really hoping that you pay uh, fucking attention. Leon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
I'm going to just click over this. I'm not going to play this. I just want to get the notes in front of me. This gentleman okay. right here, <clears throat> Peter Singer. This is not Peter Singer. This is uh, oh, okay. just a Jeffrey Kaplan. But Peter Singer in 1973 or 72 mm-hmm. published this philosoph- this paper on philosophy. Okay. Where he went and described and, and, and discussed why really... We should all be giving pretty much everything we make to charity. Okay. You know that organizations like UNICEF mm-hmm. keep people from dying, keep people dying yes. of starvation, and sure. make sure that they have shelter and stuff like that. Yes. It's something that's preventable. Right. Okay. Yes. You would jump in the water and save that kid, wouldn't you? Yes. Well... It's the same obligation. That's his art. That's his argument. <laughs> that's his argument. It's, 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 okay. it's the same type of obligation because you know that this problem can be prevented or helped, or this person can be saved if you do this thing. Uh huh. You have a moral obligation to not to put aside your own comfort, right? Your own selfish desires, sure. To make sure that another human being can live. Okay. And so it's interesting, right? It, like, yes, and yes. Um, a lot of people have, um, and, and this is uh, Jeffrey Kaplan, who's if, his, his YouTube channel is fantastic. He's a, uh, I believe, he's a uh, philosophy philosophy professor, um, and he brings these different ideas out, like and points of puts view, on, on, yeah, on yeah. His, and um, so it's, it's <clears throat> you're getting like a neat little education right here on YouTube, but he was talking about this paper by Pete Singer, and then a lot of the other stuff in the, and a lot of the other points you can't really argue with, mm-hmm. they all sort of make sense, yeah. that like, you know, you know, if you have, you know, the, you, if somebody, uh, excuse me, you know that, you know, people need clothing and shelter. You know, right. there's, 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 sure. like, there's a couple, couple other points. But the main idea of this thing is that the conclusion of it is, the idea of it is, is that, like, you have a moral obligation mm. to give most of what you make, make yeah. to charity. You should be living it. Just, and he lives, this guy's still alive. This Peter Singer's still alive. Okay. And that's how he lives. Really? He lives, he... he he lives very, very modestly. He gives wow. almost everything he makes to charity. Wow! So he, he puts, really, uh, he really, he really lives it. And and uh, what's interesting is when you hear the whole argument explained in depth. I put, a, I have a link to it in the show notes. Um, it's kind of hard. To, it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, you yeah. kind of after you get done listening to you, kind of go like, man, am I like really uh, a bad person? Yeah. You know, for like yeah, you know. Was, um, okay. and you know, Jeffrey does not give you any kind of like get out of jail free card. He just presents mm-hmm. the paper and you know, and sort of like discusses what it says. And he says that he has some future videos where he's going to kind of like talk about some of the sort of counter arguments to this but he said for the most part it's very difficult to argue yeah <laughs> yeah why why is situation a okay but situation b not yeah i mean both of them are th- things that you i mean you could argue that um you could make the argument that well you know I don't know that UNICEF actually helps people. That's, uh-huh. you know, that's yeah. fake news or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You could just say, but 
it's it's a it's an uncomfortable kind of yeah it is thing to think yeah. about so he's anyways, gotta be a philo- like a philosophy yeah, guy yeah, is, that's, yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah, a yeah, question yeah, yeah, up yeah, there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I uh, um he does he likes to talk a lot about paradoxes too that oh, are really oh, that Lord. are really fun it's a yeah. really real like you know like uh, Russell's paradox I talked about this with you guys mm-hmm, one time before mm-hmm. about like yep, basically yep. he proves that numbers are bullshit <laughs> and then you're like well you know, if my numbers are bullshit then what are then like all of society is over <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing yeah. we can do yeah. but uh, yeah I just wanted oh, to throw funny. that out there because it is a kind of those real head scratcher to me I'm like well, dang. And I started thinking about all looking at stuff in my house, and I'm like, maybe I should maybe, get rid yeah, of everything. Do and, I really need that? You know, or, you know. Uh, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, like anytime you go, like anything, like you cup of coffee, like, mm-hmm. well, I have, could make coffee at home. And then, right. you, and then my 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 sort of argument against it is this. The, the, the sort of counter argument that I was sort of forming was like, well, where does it all end? Right. Like, at what point? Okay, yeah. well, then maybe you don't, maybe you shouldn't be drinking coffee at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And you know, I'm drink. You know, do you have to have? I mean, really, the only thing you have to drink is water. Sure. So, so you don't need anything you, else. You don't need anything else. You shouldn't be drinking right. any soda pop or juice or, or nope. anything like nope. that. And like, you know, you can, you know, you could find the, you know, the, chi- <laughs> the cheapest, shittiest food. Right. Right. You know the, you know, whatever you could, you know. You could make anything. You could say like, like I love music. I'm playing playing the guitar. Like I could be like, well, yeah, but that's not necessary. And I could yeah. like give that up, yeah. you know, so that any money I spent towards that would go, go to, charity. Chari- go to yeah. charity. Like you know, ah, uh, man, I don't know, man. You know, so what point? So then, like, at what point do you? And who gets to decide? Right. That's the scary ah. part. Like, okay, if we start adopting it, so we put some kind of. Uh, um, what committee mm-hmm, <laughs> agency mm-hmm. three letter agency in charge of that and then then all horribleness ensues right, all kind of tyranny exactly. all kind of yeah. you know horrible things happen so like i'm not sure what the answer to that is yes, what i do yes. know the answer is yes um is um brothers yes sometimes there's brothers in bands yeah and you know, I don't mean black guys. No, I mean, <laughs> sometimes there's well, sometimes, there's, well, sometimes black there's brothers. Black guys in yeah, band, band sure. Tree, you know. Sometimes they're both. And yes, uh, we'll like talk about it. The Jackson Five, exactly. Yeah, not the Osmonds, but they're not brothers. Yeah, yeah, they they're are. only one kind of brother. That's true. That's what I mean. The Jacksons are brothers, and they're they brothers. Are they are? They're you like brothers squared. <laughs> That's how much. <laughs> that's brothers. how brotherly they are. The brothers square. They should. Have, they should have came from Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. They should. Yeah. They should have. Uh, that's Their what therapist they should, should be Doctor Joyce Brothers. They should have called themselves Brothers Squared instead of the Jackson Five. <laughs> well, but it doesn't work. Maybe. Anyways. Anyway, so. All right then. You want who you, you want to jump in? I've been talking the whole time. You sure have. So no, what, what, what do we want to talk about? Pick so a band you, to you talk about your brother? Yeah, but you did not. What did I do? Do you want to talk about? Because this actually had me intrigued. The um, no, don't know up. Yeah, what the click on your scare? The, the Force Awakens reimagined. Did oh, you talk I never about talked about the no. Force Awakens reimagined. That, that do you actually, want to get into that now? Or yeah, because okay. that really interested okay, me. Okay, so. Now, this is another thing that's really <laughs> wrong with YouTube. Yeah. Um, and it, it's this whole 
the Star Wars fan base is yeah, like they crazy. They lost their minds. They cray cray. You don't mind me saying. I, so. I get it. I, I I get it. I mm-hmm. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. The storytelling in a lot of places leaves a bit to be desired. Sure. And things like that. But guys, you can't make all this content and have it be good. Well, you can't. It's impossible, dude. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Okay, like, I see. like yeah. you know, this is just fucking. You're like, you know, like somebody was, you know, like somebody yesterday this morning. I saw. Oh, we Star Wars has a problem. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. And um, the problem is the droids. <laughs> is that the problem? That's the problem with Star Wars is the droids because are the droids sentient? And if they are, they're being like abused and they're being like slave labor. I'm like, okay, oh, I'm heavens. done. That's, listen, oh. listen oh. to me. Read my lips. <laughs> this Star Wars is a story uh-huh. about space wizards right? for children. Yes. It is not the real fucking world. <laughs> In fact, you there's Holy there's actually God. some there's a great channel that like um, dives into uh, different science fiction um, universes uh-huh. and talks about how like there's just no way these things could actually work. Right. And Star Wars is at the top of the oh, list. Oh yeah. This is no way yeah. like a society could function that way. You know, not that we couldn't achieve the the, the technology to travel or whatever, but. There's just no way, like the, the way it's portrayed. No, it just no, it's right. just no, right? No, no, no. And so, so part of the so part of the problem is when you continue to perpetuate this, then you start to create all these contradictions, like mm-hmm. stuff about the droids, and mm-hmm. the, all of a sudden people realize this shit doesn't make sense. Like right. if you would have just yeah. had Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and done. It's all needed. <laughs> it's all, it was fine. It was done. And then we could all just imagine whatever we wanted, and they could mm-hmm. have the books and stuff like that. But the sure, no, but no. no, no, no. This is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. But in any case, all the right. channel Prism, not Prison, Prism. Oh, Prism. On YouTube, did not do that. Instead, what they did was, what if Star Wars: The Force Awakens was awesome? Oh. And using this. Um, AI uh-huh. generating artwork. Sure. They created a story and it's not long. It's 25 minutes. Okay. It's not a, yeah, a yeah. full movie length or anything. It's a guy just giving like doing like a voice yeah, yeah, with yeah. this artwork, you know, okay, okay. sort of explaining, you know, um, and it, it's very, it's, it's well done. So in it, what he was very clever, uh, Poe, Ray, mm-hmm. Finn, and Ben Solo are all in it. Okay. But they play very different. Their characters are very different. Oh. Okay. And what it is, is it starts out with Ben Solo graduating with the mm-hmm. highest of honors from the Jedi Academy. Okay. And Han and Leia going to see. They're at the graduation. They're, they're at the graduation. Yes. And of course, Luke is the head of the thing. Sure. Okay. And this story integrates the original uh, characters much more. Okay. They are the main characters of yeah, the story, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it very cleverly works in the other characters. Oh. For instance, there is a a, a school for for pilots, uh-huh. and um, uh, Han Solo is a kind of like the main mentor for like okay. a lot of the pilots yeah, there. Yeah. And guess who one of the pilots is? Poe Dameron. What a 
there you go. You know what I mean? So like, so that's now how that's how they bring Poe uh-huh. into the story. So that's you know what I mean. Um, you know, Ben Solo's he doesn't Luke doesn't try to kill him. There's none of that shenanigans. Yeah. None of that happens. Yeah. Um, and there is a um, a Hux. General Hux shows mm-hmm, up in it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these, he was. It's very cleverly worked in. But the thing that, uh, as spoiler alert, if you want to listen to it, listen to it. I don't think he, you know. The spoiler alert: Ray is a Sith Lord, Whoa. and it makes a million yeah. times more fucking mm. sense. Like the whole thing, like, and it's just probably some guy who sat down, you know, for a few hours in his right. living room so really thinking about, about it. it. And, yeah. So we could do this, we could do that. Maybe talk about it with his friends, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, and then it probably in a couple of weeks came up with this. That's like, I think totally solid story. I'd be like, I'd go see that movie. Okay. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally, go, I to, totally uh, would go see it. It has, you know, it has great you know, action stuff in it. It's got a lot of drama. There's tragedy. There's all mm-hmm. kind of, just all the great things that you should have in a movie. Right. And it makes fucking sense. We don't have people acting in ways that don't. Uh, Finn is in it. The Stormtrooper. Okay, sure. In it. Phasma is in it. Like, okay. they find a way to like, connect everybody, everybody in a way in that it, yeah. make, actually might make sense within that universe. Okay. Um, I thought it was really cool. Uh, I put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, what if Star Wars, The Force Awakens was awesome? Mm. Oh, anyways, we're just going to go ahead. It's fascinating, Captain. So we don't need that anymore. And what do we have over here? So do we want to talk about some bands or are we just skipping all that? I think it's time. No, it's time. We promised the people. Let me pull up my show notes. Excuse me while I whip this out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know that Richard Pryor was originally supposed to play that Sheriff Bart. Yes, yes. Cleavon Little does an amazing job. Oh, he job. did a great I mean, job. He he is Sheriff Bart, but definitely. All right, am I going to get started start. here? All right. So I know I know we're unofficially calling this the Band of Brothers, but guess what? There's some sisters out there too, and this is a band that you and I have actually been watching for a while. There we go. And that would be your friends and mine, the three sisters, the warning. What do you think of that? Yes. Wow. So um, the warning is a hard rock band from Monterrey, Nuevo Leon, Mexico, formed in 2013. Holy cow. Just seems like yesterday um, by the uh, Villa Real Velez sisters. That would be Daniela, Paulina. And, oh boy, Alandra? Yeah, sure, Alandra. Um, Their most recent uh, release is from 2002. Uh, It's their album, Air. No, 2022. 2002 plus 20. But, uh, yeah, the warning. And it's so funny because I can remember us, like, years ago watching these little girls rock out. And we're like, well, and then now years later, we're like, oh, there's this band called The Warning. We start watching their videos like, wow, this is really good. And then we start scrolling down through their videos. It's the same girls. They're all grown up now. And they they all grow themselves up. Yeah.
that's excellent. 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 Yes. Yeah, that's a great band. Um, the warning. The warning. That is actually from one month ago. That's oh, is it more. really? That's their latest song. I'm going nice. to go ahead and say we have a uh, a list on um, YouTube called New and Notable. So we have been um, adding music to it. So we were just going to go ahead right now while we're sitting here. We will add that one. That's really fucking good. Yes. That's a good good pick there, Mr. Pittsburgh. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Sir, I do believe it is your turn. My turn? Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. Since you insist. All right, then. Kings of Leon is an American rock band formed in Nashville. 1999, the band is composed of brothers Caleb, Nathan, and Jared Followell, and their cousin, Matthew Followell. So that's four Followells. Exactly. The band's early music was a blend of southern rock, garage rock with blues influences, but it evolved throughout the years to include a variety of genres. In a more alternative rock-based sound, Kings of Leon achieved initial success in the United Kingdom. Uh, with nine top 40 singles and two Brit Awards in 08, all three of the band's uh, albums in the time peaked at the top five in the UK. Uh, their third album, Because of the Times, uh, reached number one. After the release of Only by the Night in 2008, the band achieved chart success in the United States. The single Sex on Fire, You Somebody, and Notion all peaked at number one on the hot modern Rock Tracks chart. Say that 10 times. Wow. Fast. The album was their first platinum selling album in the United States and the best selling album of 2008 in Australia. Being certified platinum nine times. The band's fifth album, Come Around Sundown, was released in 2010. Their sixth album, Mechanical Bull, in 2013. Seventh studio album, Walls, was released in 2016. Eighth studio album uh, in 2021. The group won four Grammy Awards, 12 nominations, including Record of the Year for Use Somebody. Wow. Um, I became, um, this, is one of, this is one of the few bands that I ever did this with. In fact, it might be the only band. Really? That I ever did this with. But I, um, I'm looking for the, uh, where's the album releases, bro? Help me out here. Yeah. Um, I became familiar with them on Youth and Young Manhood. Uh, I read a review in Rolling Stone magazine. Uh huh. I never guys. heard them. Yeah. I, and I yeah. just bought the record. <clears throat> wow. Then I just went, I just bought it and, um, was completely blown away mm-hmm. by it. Sounded like, a more punk rock version of the Southern Rock All Stars. Yeah, not the Southern Rock. The, the rock. North. No, no North, not. No, I'm sorry. Not North Mississippi. Slow down. Slow down. I moved North too fast. Gordon. I got to make the moment last. Night. Yeah, you do. Um, the Drive By Truckers. Excuse oh, me. Oh, okay. Not All Southern right. Rock All Stars. <clears throat> Drive By Truckers. Um, Southern All Star Truckers. Yeah, don't. Yeah, now you're really going to screw me up. Yep. Uh, but they did. They did have. They did have a sort of Southern Rock thing going on. <laughs> And I remember really digging that album. Somehow I missed some of their other albums in between. Um, and then all of a sudden I knew they were this big pop band, dude. Had, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, kinda... Use somebody Ooh. in these songs, and I was really uh, um, kind of shocked because like they've really changed their sound. Um, and they did. <laughs> yes. In fact, there is a documentary that you can watch. It's twenty minutes. On YouTube, I put a link to it in the show notes. It's called 
mm-hmm. when your band finally goes mainstream. Oh boy. And um, this, you know, not, I mean, every band that does this, that makes this jump, uh-huh. they have big, they have a big like indie following or a big yep. underground following, yep. whatever. Then when they make the leap, they always lose fans. Every yeah. single band that does it. Guys. Yeah, you guys. So exactly. Else. I mean, there are people that still are bitching about Metallica. Right. You know, every time Metallica reach, puts out anything, it could be uh, their new album, uh, 71 Seasons or whatever. That, that's mm-hmm. fan-fucking-tastic. And, uh, <laughs> you know, of course, the, oh, man, I can't stand anything <laughs> they did up for Injustice for All. They suck. And now they're just trying to rumor this out. You know, you know. Yes, yes, yes. R.E.M., same thing. was another mm-hmm. band that, like, yep. they went, when they ma- went mainstream. Even though R.E.M.'s and Metallica's music, too, to my ears, didn't like soften up all. No, that, like, really, like that no, it's still much, them. You know what I mean? It still sounds yeah. like them to me. Um, but I guess if you were like a hardcore REM fan, you know, on those records before, um, what, <clears throat> what was the record that broke um, Fables of Reconstruction? One of those records that broke them mm-hmm. out. You know, uh, another band that had was like that was a band called Soul Asylum. No, oh. no, oh. no. Lewis, stop! Other- I apologize. I'm so bad. I'm saying the wrong name. The other the band- soul. Collective Soul. Collective Soul, Collective yes. Soul. I always get those two. Okay, I apologize. Uh, Collective Soul was another band that had a bit where a big indie band in Canada, when they broke out internationally, mm-hmm. a lot of their fans were like very disappointed in oh like, gosh. you know, the results. Yeah. When Anyhow, this 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 video just examines the Kings of Leon. Okay. And like kind of their journey through this. Yeah. Thing. And it is just <laughs> there's a clip of an interview in there from some music show. And it's after the album comes out with the big hits. Right. And the interviewer is like, you know, she says, I think your new record is really good, but your but your other stuff was great. Oh, man. And he was like, awkward moment. Uh, like, yeah. you know, oh, it was like, oh, gee, my thanks. God. Thank it was, it was very crazy. It was, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, you should watch the video to see kind of like what they went through. The dude's getting... Um, Steroid injections into his throat to sound. Oh, yeah. The music business is shitty. It's tough. yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's it's, 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 it's really tough. It's really tough. But Kings of Leon, um, great band. So what do you got? All right. So the next one, I have a question for you. <clears throat> are we not men? We are Devo. Listen to this. Devo, uh, an American new wave band from Akron, Ohio, formed in 1973. Just to give you a little background Akron. on them. There are neighbors. Diner, diner in Akron, Ohio. The classic lineup consisted of two sets of brothers. What do you think of that? Not just two brothers. Two sets of that brothers. That sounds cray. Yeah. The brothers were the mother's... Bo- wow. What a name. Some other's brothers. No, the mother's boss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mark and Bob. Yeah. And the, Cas- the Casales, which were Gerald and Rob. So that's actually kind of cool. They actually two sets of brothers. Hey, hey, Lou, what's better than one set of brothers? Um, two sets? That's right. Lou, how'd you know that? Two sets of brothers. Oh, my God. How about a little bit of... Yes. A little bit. Let's, let's, let's give... D, let's take a look. A Jump little... back into Mr. Peabody's Wayback Machine. All right. And you guys remember this song? They're through being cool. 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's so overrated. Um, wow. Yes, the song is in the movie. Was it Earth heavy Girls? metal? Oh, but is it really? It is not on the soundtrack. Really? I believe, if I'm not oh, mistaken. That, well, that's, I'm going to have to make a phone call in the morning. I believe. I believe. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it's that song. Um, huh. Devo. Yeah, uh, Devo. What a great yeah. band. Yeah, good pick. Cool I, 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 I yeah. haven't thought of Devo. In so long. In so long. Um, these guys, though. Yes, I think do about, tell. I think about these guys all the time. These, I bet you do. These guys are kind of like my friends. They think you know? about you, yeah, too. They, they do think about me. You know, That's just how we do around here. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's Oasis, Live Forever. I um, yes, yes. was started thinking about these guys again this week because that, of all places, that pedal show oh, had yeah, Noel Gallagher yeah. on. It's a long interview. It's an hour and a half long. Or no, it's an hour and 50 minutes, almost two hours long. So I was like, there's no way I'm watching all this. I'm like, uh-huh. I completely sucked into it. Um, but Oasis, we'll get into. We'll I'll talk about the video more here in a minute. But let's let's quickly talk let's about talk the about band. Oasis. About the band Oasis. This is a band um, of the the Gallagher the Gallagher, the Gallagher not, brothers. Not 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 the guy that used to smash the watermelons. No, not that Gallagher. no, not him. Yeah, his boys. <laughs> his, his, or his, these were his kids. You know, English rock band formed in Manchester. Yeah, is that anywhere near the Manchester's Craftsman Guild? I always wanted to know that. I don't know. Originally known as uh, The Rain, the group initially mm-hmm. consisted of Liam Gallagher, mm-hmm. Paul Arthurs, Paul McGuin. Oh, sure. And Tony McCarroll. Liam's older brother, Noel, later joined as a fifth member, finalizing the group's core lineup. During the course of their existence, uh, they had various lineup changes with the Gallagher brothers remaining the only staple members. Oasis uh, signed to independent record label in 93 and released their uh, record-setting uh, debut album, uh, Definitely Maybe, mm. and which has that song on it, Live Forever. Now, mm-hmm. uh these two guys, the Gallagher <laughs> brothers, were like known to get these. They were they were known to they, get into actual yeah, punch ups on, on stage, yeah. and um, <laughs> Liam left would leave the tour, and then Noel would be have to be the lead singer, no and play the guitar. That's so crazy. there's a funny story about this band mm-hmm. and their first song. Okay. The song that we were just listening to. Sure. Live Forever. So, it doesn't, first of all, the song, if you don't know, it doesn't have a proper chorus. It doesn't get to something. Right. It just sort of like goes through the whole thing twice or something. Okay. Um, but when Noel Gallagher wrote the song, uh-huh. when he brought it to the band, 
they were like, you absolutely did not write that. That has to be a song already. Oh, really? So they all went pouring through their record collections looking for, looking this, for song. this song. And in the vid- in the in an interview on that pedal show, he says a couple members who will remain nameless are still Convinced they, they, they can't it, believe to this he day not that he raised. There's no way That's they know. Funny. There's no way, um, Kevin. You you would really like it, dude. Because um, well, what ends up happening is what ends up happening in the vi- in the vi- in this interview is you see him in a totally different light. You mm-hmm. see him as just another guitar nerd, like he's he's geeking out over guitars. He has awesome stories about some of these guitars he has oh nice. i mean like he did he got them from famous people through strange circumstances um he's wildly entertaining to listen to it was really it was like not boring at all um oh, cool he even has a funny story about dan from that pedal show that dan didn't even know, not know about yeah it's funny as fuck um it was <laughs> it was like uncomfortably it was uncomfortable You're but like, very funny uh, how do you know um, about that the whole thing was was really was really good, but the stories he told about the guitars are great. But yeah, yeah, they, he says to this day, a couple guys in Oasis are like, "There's no way you write that." <laughs> <laughs> this is too much, isn't it? That's funny. But uh, Oasis, you know, I mean, you know, there's some very obvious ones, right? There's the Van Halens and sure. the Allman Brothers. Actually, oh, man, Paul, they put know, that in there. You know, we talked about the Doobie Brothers about a month ago, and there's yeah, this, ironically, yeah, none of them are brothers. None of them are brothers. <laughs> That's like false advertising. So what do you got? You got another one you want to hit? <clears throat> yeah, so I tried to go with ones like we talked about the obvious ones, Van Halen and ACDC, of course. ABC. So I tried to find bands that were like different. And this is another band we're familiar with. You know, I talked about the warning. Uh, this is another band you and I are familiar with, and that would be Hyam. Uh, Hayam. Yes. Hayam, meaning life in Hebrew, is an American rock band based in Los Angeles and comprising of three sisters. Esty, my favorite, because she plays bass. She plays in the bass. Uh, Danielle, who's the lead vocals. Somebody help me. Um, (laughs) Danielle, lead vocals, guitars, and drums. And Alana, who. Alana, you give me a very Alana. Oh, my God. I like to be Alana with Alana. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah, these are uh, three sisters out of L.A., um, again, kind of the indie circuit and stuff like that, but I, I they they popped I, into my mind. I, I fell in love with this song, and then I, when I yes. heard this song, then I fell in love with this band. Exactly. Some things were never said. We were on one and this world, but I had a wandering heart. I said we were opposite lovers. Background vocals, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Prove me wrong. And I know that I ran you down. So you ran away with your heart. But just know that I want you back. Just wow. know um, the, 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 the video yeah. is yeah. fucking. Like if this would have been a vi- if there was if this would have come out in the MTV era, oh, this be would have been one of the of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like you know these three very cute young ladies, and the thing I like about them is they have a hint of sex appeal without being like it's not exploited. Yeah, exactly. They just look like the cute girls in your class you'd like to maybe Ex- talk to. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You like you'd like to sit at their lunch table. Yep. You know yep. that's what they that's what they look like. Um, 
This was shot extremely early on Ventura. I believe that's Ventura. Yeah, Boulevard. Extremely, extremely early in the morning. Um, you, you know, another thing that was shot real early in the morning is, um, did you ever see the movie um, 28 Days Later? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That beginning. Where there's that nobody around. Sunday morning in London, and they, they're just literally... Nobody comes out on Sunday morning, yeah, like like, like early. Really it, was, cool. it was a time of year when the sun, you know, the, the sun comes up a little mm-hmm, bit earlier mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, Gary Matasso was telling me about that because his family's his yeah, wife. I was wondering, like, there. they get shots uh, like that. How do they get that? Yeah, like to, she was. He's, they were like literally like uh, in London, like of Sunday mornings. Like there's nothing going on. That's wow. You know, well, that's now, an they're, easy they're, one. What's interesting is like I stood, I saw a making of that, and there wasn't that there was like literally no way there because they used some. Uh, some stuff to like erase things, right. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. When they when yeah. they put it together, but there was hardly anything. It was really That's looked pretty, pretty desolate. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, I always love shots like that because wow, how did yeah. they get that? I don't know. But how do we get on to twenty eight days later? We were, from, talking, we were talking about, about the Heim, walking down the streets. Heim, yeah, yeah, walking video, down yeah. the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so a great shot. Uh, let me ask you this: This is a sure, sure, no, question about Heinz. We're friends. We're friends. We're friends. Mr. Pittsburgh, you my friend. You my friend, Mr. You Beanie. You my friend. Mm-hmm. Go <laughs> um, Anyway. Friend, don't let friends talk stupid. Um, Sorry. <laughs> you already fucked that up. Yes, you did. Um, fuck. Now okay. you forgot what you were going to ask. Okay, no. Here's what I was going to ask see, you. fuck around, Johnny. See what happens. I know. I know. Fuck around. See what happens. <laughs> you're you're going to find out, right? Is that you're what the find out. You find out. Um, so what's the difference between yes, Heim yes, and Hanson? Why are like these chicks uh, cool? I but got... Hanson's kind of like handsome. Hanson <laughs> is oh, kind of like you geez, think they're what? handsome, though. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> not I... that there's anything. And so, what if I did? <laughs> That's right. Well, I don't know if my. My. This is the 21st century, Mr. Pittsburgh. Oh, in that case, I can say what and I'm going to say. And it's Pride Month. <laughs> you, asked, you asked what the difference between Hyam and Hanson is, and I have one word for you. Boobies. To really answer you, there really is none. I mean, there, there, there are three siblings that grew up playing music together and actually making good music and finding some level of success. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I oh, was like, dude, they should like totally hook up and go on tour together. Huh? Where's my phone? Hyman, and Hanson, Hanson, Heim, Hanson, Hyman, Hyman. <laughs> you knew it was coming out. You knew, you knew it was coming out. Hi, no, <clears throat> we're talking about high men, men who are yes, on yeah. drugs, high They're, on drugs. Yes, high we don't men. want that. Very tall men, maybe. Yeah, may, or maybe tall men. Scaffolding or something. Speaking anyway. of that, speaking of very tall men. <clears throat> yes. I'm going to say something. I'm going to break your brain. Okay. And then you're going to talk about a band. Okay. You, which band are you going to talk about? You know which band you're going to talk about? Oh, uh, n- next up? Yeah, figure out which band you're talking oh, about. Because I'm going to break me, your brain. Me, <laughs> you're going to pick the. Okay, hold on here. Okay, I'll, I know. I know what I'm going to say. Okay, here we go. Paul Bunyan is a kaiju. He's a kaiju? He's a kaiju, like Godzilla. Whoa. How did you find out? You know, know, when you know, you know. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah, then. Okay, (laughs) if that's the case, you know. 
I gotta believe you, Lou. You've got a, <laughs> you've got an honest kind of face there. But you know, this true coat. This I know true you're coat. going for true coat. I knew you were going this for true coat. coat comes, I was just about to come I, out of my mouth. I didn't agree to that, Lou. <laughs> 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 oh man, you just beat me! I couldn't get the word out. Yep, true coat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh lord. No. Yeah. Th- yeah. Think about it. Think about it. Like he's just—he's a big monster. Yeah. But he's America's big big monster. monster. Big monster. Exactly. They chop down like they say like all like the legends are like well he like chopped down the Dakotas and that's why we have all that you know yeah. and, you know yeah. like, you know and and him and his bull. Uh, Babe, babe were babe. wrestling and that's where the sierra nevada mountains come from well see now that i can believe that <laughs> so that's the sort of like why he's you know can be put in that sort of pantheon of like, so i think it'll be great if in one of the godzilla films oh Paul no Biden shows oh, up. With dude, it'd be fucking sick with his axe it'd be fucking his... sick dude his... with, with babe babe the bull. yeah you're beginning to worry me. I'm getting excited now. Oh boy! All we need is funding, folks. <laughs> Let's try the. We want to get need the, a couple of the, marks. The Paul I mean, investors. Godzilla crossover. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's your band? Uh, so my next band. You're going to see a trend uh, developing here with me. Uh, that uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I like uh, I like the ladies. You don't mind me saying so. And my next band is a pair of sisters called Heart. Never heard of them. Okay, so Heart is an American rock band formed in 1973. That's why it's before your time. Ah. In Seattle, Washington, the ball, the bald. The band evolved from previous projects led by founding members Roger Fisher and Stephen Folson. Including, they were in the army, Hocus Pocus. Well, that's bullshit. I don't know what these guys are. What are you talking about here? I don't know what they're talking Anyway, but it's consisting of two sisters, um, Ann Wilson and her sister. Her sister now, Nancy Wilson. And, of course, uh, doing the lead vocals and the lovely and talented Nancy. They're both lovely and talented. Uh, doing rhythm guitars and vocals. Here they are now. Which She does this beautiful thing at the beginning of this. Hmm. She was just trying to uh, imitate Alex Lifeson on the trees. Oh, I know. Yeah. Even though it's around the same time? Yeah, I guess it would I be. Imagine. Switch side, uh-huh. on that side. That's because um, the first guitar is a nine string guitar. That's a 12 string. Right. We'll play that harp. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. Wonderful ladies. From the Seattle, Washington area. Okay, I'm not going to fuck it up. Nah, I'll let why, them play why, why do you do that to them? Classic album, Day uh, uh, Dreamboat Annie. Dreamboat, day, dayboat. Day, dayboat. 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 Come and me wanna go home. Maybe not. Tali me banana. 
I'm not touching your banana. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm die. Saying, no, Don't dude, come on. Tally your own banana. You tally Sydney your own Poitier. banana, man. You know what I mean? Sydney Poitiers. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, heavens to Betsy. <laughs> Why, Sydney's. If Sydney were alive today, he'd be turning over in his grave. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. <sighs> Let the air out. Oh, yes, much yes. better. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Okay, one more. It's your I'm turn. Just, I'm just going to do one more. Your your turn. My turn. Yeah. I, I, as in shroud of. Yes. Let's just jump in here to this. This is Now, this is jumping into the real shit here. Oh, here we Pantera go. Pantera is an American heavy metal band from Arlington, Texas, formed in 1981 and currently composed of Phil Anselmo, Rex Brown, touring musician Zach Wilde, and Charlie uh, ben- Benante. Yeah. Uh, the group's a best-known lineup consisted of the Abbott Brothers. Hey, Abbott! Oh, boy! <laughs> Why was I doing Jerry Lewis? It's my favorite part of Spaceballs <laughs> when he walks by and the guy goes, hey, yeah, bet. And Dick Van Pan's like, I hate that guy. <laughs> I was going, I don't know why I was yelling because I was prepping for the day and I read, I forgot, I was reading about the Abbott brothers and I started going, hey, uh-huh. yeah, bet. Yeah. This almost nobody is going to get that reference. Uh, the group's best known lineup are the Abbott brothers, Vinnie Paul and guitarist Dimebag Darrell, along with Brown and Anselma, join, who joined in 82 and 86 respectively. In addition to their development and popu- uh, development and popularization of the groove metal subgenre, Pantera is credited, mm-hmm. along with uh, others as Testament, Sepultura, and Machine Head for being part of the second wave of thrash metal scene uh, in the late 80s to the early 90s. Pantera is regarded as one of the most successful influ- uh, influential bands in heavy metal history having sold around 20 million uh, records worldwide and having received four Grammy nominations wow. they even started out as more of that sort of glam sound, uh-huh. you know but they they evolved they evolved beyond that um, and sort of taking it into a uh, a, a different di- direction, direction. Uh, secured a record deal with Atco records. Uh, their uh, fifth album, uh, which had, which the band had since declared to be their official debut album, uh, 1990s uh, Cowboys from Hell. And that really is the record that is the debut of the uh-huh. Pantera as we know Pantera. Yeah. That's why they call it their second debut album uh, or official debut album. Yeah. And then he followed that up in 92 with Vulgar Display of Power. Uh, which achieved even heavier sound and increased their popularity. The subsequent seventh uh, studio album, uh, Far Beyond Driven, uh, debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 200 in 1994. So that was mm. really their heyday. Was that yeah. early 1990s? <clears throat> it's so funny, you know. At this, it while you know everybody thinks you know the ni- early 90s, you know, our Nirvana and grunge and everything, mm-hmm. but this stuff was huge. oh yeah, yeah, it was really huge. Um, yeah, really uh, killer band. My favorite, I don't know. I, you know, I can't, I can't pick my favorite Pantera riff, but I think that this riff is just this. He does this palm muted thing at the beginning. I just think, well, I mean, isn't that what's all in all great metals? Palm mm-hmm. muting. Yes. Yeah. 
like pretty fucking it's some sick shit dude. yes i mean it's is. like really like wow i i'm just remember when i first heard that just You're being like, like oh the, the, this is this is the next level of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. heavy like i was like wow this is like really fucking heavy to me, that time, I think I probably still thought that Van Halen and Bon Jovi and right. Motley Crue were heavy. <laughs> oh, crap. That's going to be my final one. Do you want to add one more? No, before I think you I'm got... done. Okay. All right. All right. Um, just honorable mention. Didn't really get to get through it, but I did have In Excess as well. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Um, in, in, the, in, the, in the little mix. Yes. The little tiny mix. And the little, little baby mixes. I like them. Aww. They make me feel good. Oh, um, so let's talk about some new bands. Notables. Nude and notable, yeah. There's something wrong with you. That's all right. Uh, the Soap Girl. Is it the Soap Girls? The Soap Girls. Not the Soap Box Girls. <clears throat> no, this is just the plain old Soap Girls. And by the way, it kind of fits in with our theme tonight, especially my theme. Of, of of ladies, biatches. But uh, the two lead singers from uh, the Soap Girls are sisters. The Soap Girls are a South African-based rock band consisting of French-born South African. Yes. You just say they were. From well, will South you Africa? just will you please let me finish? That's crazy. That crazy. <clears throat> you crazy. You are crazy. Come man. on. Come on. Come on. You come are crazy, come on, man. Come on, you crazy come on, man. Come on. Come on. Anyway. Um, the band consists of French-born, South African-raised sisters, Nomi Debray and Camille Debray. Uh, so Nomi plays guitar and Camille plays bass. Now, back in the day of MTV, Billy Gibbons was asked by a reporter, why are your videos so popular on MTV, okay. to which Billy responded one word, and that's the one word I'm going to kind of throw at you with the Soap Girls. That one word is nipples. The Soap Girls are an interesting pair. They are, um, here they are now. They are very at ease with expressing their that one word from MTV. So that's how I first came the, to the know nip, them. The, so Not that words, I was looking for that. You could call them the Nipple Sisters. They should. But there's the visual first when you're watching the video and you're like, hey, you're listening to music too. <laughs> but so Yeah, I think there's a Liz Fair thing going on. Very much so, yeah. I think it's really cool. I like the yeah. chord progression and the vocals, and the, it seems like it's a good rock and tune, man. So yes. check them out. Yeah, yes. cool. Very good. They're pretty cool, man. I see they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're attempting pretty good. They are very good to Very, very nice little lady from the oh church. And come to the houses. <laughs> and they like to lay on the tables. and Wait, what are you saying? They like to do the things with their little, you know, things. 
<laughs> Wait, that wow, that was a little scary. Well, you know, yeah, I went there. I'm yeah, sorry. you did. That's ah, okay. Sometimes, you know, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> that is know? true. And speaking of, who are, who's your new and notable? Tuke, I'm curious. Took Smith and the Restless Hearts, American <clears throat> rock band from Nashville, another band from Nashville, mm-hmm. and fronted by former uh, Biters frontman Took Smith from Atlanta. The band released their debut single, "What Kind of Love." We're also added as an opening act for the stadium tour with Def Leppard and Motley Crue mm. on the same day. Their debut album, Looking for Love, Ready for War, was mm. due to be released in 2020 through uh, Better Noise. However, the band and label parted ways after the thing, the pandemic mm-hmm. forced the stadium mm-hmm. tour and all that to be. Uh, the group was then replaced on the stadium tour by a Classless Act. Wow. They have since signed with a new label. Uh, music recording group MRG that's a catchy name music mm-hmm, recording group mm-hmm. yeah. and it's set to release their new debut album uh, Ballad of uh, Ballad of a Misspent Youth in late 2022 so oh, cool. this is from Wiki this is obviously a little while ago a little dated Tuke Smith uh, Ricky Dover Jr. on guitar Shane Rickerson and Nigel Dupree Nigel nice. Dupree Nigel Dupree is an American Southern oh he's from Okay. Oh, okay. He's, he's, he's yeah. the son of the jackal guy. Okay. He's the son of a jackal. He is the son of the jackal. He is the son of a jackal. We mean that in a nice way. Um, just so Jesse James okay. Dupree would be his yeah. guy. Um, so let's have a quick little listen. Sure. To some uh, Took Smith and okay. his restless hearts. Yes. Here at the Lutini Rock and Roll Circus. Thank you so much. Could be a Rolling Stones song that the yeah. Rolling Stones didn't get around to writing. There's a lot of bands right. that have those, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's very Stonesy. I like the guitar playing on it, uh-huh. and the one guy's playing is Amadeus. Oh, the the guitar, yeah, yeah, yeah one yeah. guy's playing very is Amadeus. Cool. They have, the guy's a, that's a bass player, <clears throat> Black Rick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Amadeus, I don't know how you say those. That's it. Yeah, those are really neat. I know. Um, I believe Ron Wood. Mm-hmm. Plays or has one of those. Yeah, Ron Wood probably. Yeah, has I've seen a couple Imagine. artists play them. Uh, very interesting. That oh. it's to like think a, the, it's like metal. A, it's like a metal. It looks like it's a kind of a metal. I don't think it actually is. Yeah, I think it's be. a metal on top of wood. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it looks like a you know <clears throat> you if you if you took a Les Paul and you put like a girdle on it and cinched right. its waist it up a little waist. bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, it kind of has that kind yeah. of thing going on too. It looks like a good rock and roll guitar, you know. Yeah. That's probably what do you okay, what so we'll play like a little bit of um Monty Hall um Let's Make a Deal. Uh-huh. So would you place the Zamatus at ten grand? Oh jeez. Oh man, I remember they first started they, when they came up, when they first came out, yeah, they were already said, like four grand. I mean, they were like yeah, expensive when the guitars weren't. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd place it about ten grand. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. That might be around wow. ten grand. Because they they're literally handmade. Yeah, 
you know. They're and, not homemade, though, are they? No, they're handmade. Oh, they're not homemade? They're not. No, listen, Lou. Listen what I'm to me, saying is like maybe, made, maybe maybe the hands that made them was was a hoe. Oh, homemade. Made oh, yeah, they're homemade. Made by hoe. They homemade. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do we say like food is? We say something like that's handmade, but we say food is homemade. It can be both. It can be made in your home by your hands. <laughs> well, hopefully that's all that's involved. Like, what else would you be using? To make a food. You can get, hold on there, young oh, man. Boy, I, mean, I got I something. Oh, I know you guys get your elbows in and stuff like that. But you, you know what I mean. You could probably do that. But um, some people use their feet to stomp grapes at their home. That's disgusting. I didn't say I did it. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're asking. You know, when you drink hands. wine, you're actually drinking feet. Yes. That's what <laughs> makes it so good. Most of us have you know, foot like, fetish, didn't like, even know it. That's funny. Like, if you went to a restaurant and, like, they stuck their feet you'd be like, what the fuck? Would you drink wine all day long? Yeah. How's it has them feet taste? You like them feet? Mmm. getting simple. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And this heifer over here, he keeps making me fucking laugh. That's Sorry about that, everybody. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. All right. Smith. So, Tuk Tuk Smith. Smith. Yeah, very cool. How come he's not wearing a toque, eh? What? He's not from the Great White he's North. He's not from the Great White North. <laughs> he is, but literally he's not wearing a toque. No, he's not. He's not. So, uh, um, he's canceled. Yeah, sorry, Toke. <laughs> sorry, Toke. Sorry about that, Toke. <laughs> Next time wear a toque, Toke. Dude, I was, speaking of that, that I was, uh, yes. I, ca- I caught a small, a very short, like one of those like 20 minute documentaries on um, YouTube um, about Klaus Kinski. Oh? Did you ever see, there's a really good documentary called um, My Best Fiend. It's about, it's by Werner Herzog and it's about his relationship with Klaus Kinski. Yes. They knew uh, each other as yeah. children. Okay. That's how they got, you know, My Best Fiend. that was their initial connection. That's but funny. dude, this Klaus Kinski was so fucked up. Like this one movie they were making in the Amazon, like there were native people that kept coming up to the director saying, uh-huh. we will kill him for you. Like literally it's no problem. <laughs> like we, we'll, you don't we'll owe us anything. No, I mean, we, you know, it would be a pleasure. Actually. He, yeah, yeah. They were like, he's horrible. Wow. Like they, these people were very gentle people. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't, del- you know they, they didn't deal. Well, they, they, were like, pushed. They, weren't, they weren't the kind of people that, like went around yelling at each other yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They weren't stupid, but they didn't like, you know, they didn't like, and he's fucking screaming. You know, they're like, there's something going has to on? happen here because yeah. we're not going we'll to continue to be you. able to work under these conditions. We'll kill him. I mean, yeah, I mean, fucking free of charge. Crazy. That's a, um, another, um, he was in another film with a different director and the producer called the director up and says, I think we can put a hit out on him. And he was totally serious. <laughs> yeah. And then we could just collect the insurance collect money the insurance. and now that way we don't have to do this movie. Wow. And the guy was totally fucking serious. Yeah. No, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was like, yeah, no. Stop. That's the kind, that's the kind of Stop dude, laughing. Like, hardcore dude to work I'm with, man. I'm not kidding. Wow. Yeah. There's some fucked up people wow. in this world, dude. Wow, wow. Um, so, speaking of fucked up shit. Uh-huh. Many years ago, um, this, this whole saga, I believe, started 
in about 1973, 74. I will put a mm-hmm. link to it in the show notes. Um, but John Lennon released a record. He had this, um, John was one of these guys who was always, um, you know, wanted to do the new thing. Thinks like if he would right. just make some big change, then like his whole life would be, you know, would, all, his, all his problems would go away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, LSD and right. all, you know, transcendental meditation. Uh, you know, then I'm going to go off and, you know, marry Yoko Ono and do, you know, right. we're, you know we're going to, you know, spend the entire month in bed or whatever they do. Yeah, no yeah. clothes, you know, whatever. And, you know, so he's always chasing this kind of next thing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, this record came out at a time in his life where he was on his uh, long weekend, right? Which was eighteen months. Yoko Ono gave him her assistant. Mm-hmm. Wow! Said, go, you two, go have fun and get it out of your system. <clears throat> well, all of a sudden, <laughs> Yoko's not so bad, is she? I'm like, oh, I didn't know this about her. Oh. I need to call and apologize to him. <laughs> Yolk, Yolk, it's Kevin. Uh, I'm so Dude, sorry. that's funny as fuck. Wow. All of a sudden, Yoko doesn't think she's so bad. Not, she's actually pretty cool. So he runs yeah. out. He runs away. He leaves New York and he runs to the West Coast. Uh-huh. And he, this is this time time where he's, he, what he thinks he needs to do is like get back to his roots. His sure. His roots. Okay. So he's going to record these songs these right, like songs then. from like the chubby checker and like yeah. you know, like that era that type of era has some chuck berry songs mm-hmm. involved and stuff and it was actually kind of crucial because he did a no-no and borrowed oh. one of some of chuck's lyrics for a song right. called come together yes and since so what they did was the publisher and all this stuff got together and said look what you got to do as part of your to kind of like make uh-huh. up for it is you have to record like four of these Chuck Berry songs or these two Chuck Berry songs okay. like that yeah. where there was like four songs on this guy's label one of them right. was Chuck Berry songs yeah. or something like that yeah okay and so he was like no problem so he said this will fit perfect I'll be able to fulfill that obligation uh-huh. Uh-huh. and he makes the choice to work with yes <laughs> Uh-uh. to work with Phil Spector. And huh. he says to Phil Spector, he, Phil Spector says, how much control do I have over this project? Mm-hmm. John's like, I don't want any control over it. All I, oh, I just no. want to be the singer in the band. That's all oh, I want no. to do. That's all I want. And he's like, are you sure? Okay. So this is Phil Spector is the guy that, you know, blew up Ronnie Spector, made her a giant rock star, mm-hmm. and then married her and be- and and ruined and killed her career. That was nice. And, be- and beat her and like beat her and yeah. like kept her down. And wouldn't let her like wouldn't let her out of contracts. Right. And so she was in like right. she was like in like music business hell for decades oh, over him. Okay. Man. He says to her. He says to John says to um, Bill, I want you to treat me just like you treated Ronnie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Such starts the story of John Lennon's album called Rock and Roll. Um, It is a wild ass fucking ride. At one point, it was going to be one of those KTEL records. Really? I don't believe it got released till about 1980 or late 70s. Yeah. It took a long time before it finally got released. But the the, the recording sessions were a nightmare. Um, One point, Phil Spector showed up with like a lab coat on and a a fucking pistol. As you do. Sure. (laughs) Phil's going to get some respect. He said, 
You said to have me treat you like Ronnie. <laughs> dude, dude, this this man was a fucking maniac. Wow. It was he was he was fucked up, dude. Wowzy, wow, wow. But but I well, you guys, I put the link in the show notes. You definitely oh, want to check it out um, for yourselves. Um, what what do we got here? Okay, we are just going to run, instead of doing this day and what the Beatles did, mm-hmm. we're just going to maybe do a couple of happy birthday there shout you outs. Go. How's that sound? Make everybody put a little music on in the background for this so that we don't. I always like having some music on in the background. I don't so know why. I. Makes me feel happy. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay, so let's find out. I understand that there are cookies going to be involved and mm. not the kind of cookies I want to eat. Oh. Okay, so just whoosh, yourself, was, all right? I was hoping. Is there anything you want else you want to add, Mr. Pittsburgh, or anything? I feel like I, I like can't it. think. So. I can't okay. think of anything. We've covered it all. Well, not at all, but pretty damn close. Uh, Uriel Jones, uh, who is a session drummer for Motown Records, born in the state nineteen thirty-four. Bobby Freeman, American oh, soul and R and B singer. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a big hit. You know, uh, do you want to dance? Mm-hmm. The song's been covered by like do everybody. Yeah. Uh, Esther Oferum. Oh, Israeli international singer. Interesting. Nineteen forty-one. Uh, happy okay. birthday. 19, happy birthday. Nineteen forty-one. Marv uh, Tarplin, American guitarist, songwriter, best known as a guitarist for the Miracles. Yeah. Marv. Hey Marv. Hey Marv. Hey, Bring Marv. your guitar. Take it. We're gonna start a band. Happy birthday. Dennis Licorice. Licorice. That's not licorice. <laughs> Shoot, I used to know it. Licorice. Is that how you say his I name? I believe so. Uh, wrote a song you might have heard called On the Cover of the Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone. Yep. Uh, Howard Lease. We were talking about Heart. Howard. Yep. Yep. Happy birthday, Howard Lease. Happy Leist, birthday. 1951. Guitarist with Heart. Uh, Russell Yavers. Javers. Uh, rock guitarist. Best known as a rhythm guitarist for Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. And worked with all kind of people, including the Carpenters. Rolf nice Brendel. Rolf. Not Brendel Fly. No. Uh, you might know the song 99 Red Balloons. Yes, I do. Yes, yes uh, it's very Denise nice. Denise Pearson, British oh. pop R&B five, uh, group Five Star, had the mm-hmm. U- a 96 hit uh, System Addict. I don't remember that one. No. David Gray. Oh, I love David Gray. Look at there. Uh, I, I, um, Happy the, birthday. Uh, White Ladder was a record that I like played over yeah, and over yeah. and over and over. Um, <clears throat> uh, 68, dude. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Here we go. What year is it? Soren Rasted from Danish Euro uh, dance group Aqua. They said they scored the number one uh, single Barbie Girl. We talked about Barbie Girl on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a kind of a satirical song. 1969, dude. dude there it Rivers is. Okay. Cuomo from the. Oh. Man, <laughs> you right there. <laughs> Sir. Um, <laughs> Jason Brown. Hmm. English boy band five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kim Mosh. Kim. Kim Mosh. Nice lady. Nice lady. Born in nineteen eighty-one. Happy birthday! Happy Kim. birthday! Happy June thirteenth. That's the way it was. <laughs> June thirteenth, nineteen eighty-one. Now back to you, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! Speaking of the news, <clears throat> yes, <laughs> I had the greatest time. Yeah, recently rewatching Anchorman. Oh, you can watch it totally for free on YouTube. 
Okay. It's, oh, really? It's legit. Okay. Like, it's yeah, I've got it on Blu ray, so. And. <clears throat> Funny. Dude, it is side splittingly mm-hmm. hilarious mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. funny as fuck oh yes. my god yes yeah it just is like piss, yeah all of them piss, are like you can't say that well, it's good because of this person they're all well, it's perfect. An ensemble cast. It's yeah great. it's yeah. perfect you know it's it's fucking great i i know somebody who cannot stand um Will Ferrell and I feel sorry for this woman because like, <laughs> his, some of his, some not all of them, but some of his movies, you. some of his the characters he has are like fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Frank the Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, Wolf's Customs dot online. Find him on social media uh, for custom artwork done on your musical instrument. Rock Rage Radio. Go to the. Uh, RockRageRadio.com and download the free app and hear awesome music programming like Hot Licks with Lily Six, yes. uh, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and many, many, many others. I'm hopefully going to be mixing up with some of the uh, jocks on there. I've been uh, chatting with some folks on Facebook and seeing what we can get it worked out. Nice. <clears throat> and LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is our website. Uh, kind of fun stuff there, including merchandise and everything you need to know about Ludini and his crew. It's <laughs> Crudini. Crudini. Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. That's about it. So. Well, let's get right to it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think we should just end the podcast without... We don't have to like do a whole bunch of stuff. No. 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 You know, I don't know. No, people know it's people know we're at the end. Now. People know we're at the end. It's kind of there, our 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 audience is very. You know, very I never smart. understood. Yes. was the, you know these women you break up with them and they're one, but uh, I need to have closure. I'm like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's over. It, it's closed. Yeah, it's closed. Close closure that door on your way out. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. I, I just I don't understand. Closure. I just feel like I need to get closure because nothing like you can say is going to be satisfying. It, yeah, you got too fat. Oh, <laughs> sir, that's yeah, that's not going to. This is why you know I know some. I know wow. that this is the wrong way to break up with somebody. Yeah, but sometimes the best thing to do is to just start a giant fight, mm-hmm. and that way it's like they don't feel like they need closure because they think you're an asshole. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> just say you mission fucked, accomplished. Just say I fucked your sister. Oh my, <laughs> that that would be yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. I think that um, my band's first album should be called I Fucked Your Sister. That would be wonderful. <laughs> it would be, uh, wow. make sure, that we, well, we would want to make sure, like, you know, we'd have to put a little sticker over the U. Sure. So we could get, you know, in and get Walmart, you know. Right. Uh, I, it's something with an F, your sister. Huh. Huh. Wonder, wonder what it could be. Why are you going to buy the album, you see? And then go home, take the cellophane off of it. We'll see you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. (laughs) 